Welcome back to season two of the four bananas, or should I say three bananas, sad face. Ginny has ripened and graduated from Banana Kindy and moved on to the real world of Banana College. Over the next few weeks, we'll get to, more, get to know more intimately each banana through the intro to the banana series. In today's ep, we're starting off with the brainy and the entrepreneurial banana, Andrew. So to kick things off, a quick rapid fire round. You ready, Andrew? Yep. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate. Vans or Converse? Converse. Hoodie or, hoodies or jumpers? Hoodies. Summer or winter? Winter. Morning or night person? Night. Single or taken? Taken. Asia or Europe for a holiday? Europe. Netflix or hiking? Hiking. Harkow or Silmai? Silmai. Jeff or Dom is the best man? Oi, <laughs> oi. Rapid fire. That's None. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a political answer. That's why he's taken. <laughs> Chocman's disgusting. It's like toothpaste on choc. It's, it's not that bad. Like... It but it's your food. favorite. Yeah, I actually like it. Yeah, yeah. Second is probably cookies and cream. Okay, uh, well that's like the more safe answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the standard answer. Yeah. No, yeah. I really, I really do like mint chocolate. It's actually not that bad. Is that because you just like the freshness of mint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. That's probably why. Oh. I recently tried like a choc mint drink, and that, yeah, it was not too bad, I guess. Yeah. But I have the same perceptions as you, Jeff. It's just a bit weird. Yeah. I haven't tried ice cream though. Like I tried the cookies. Choc- chocolate mint cookies yeah it tastes like it's just toothpaste Ch- chocolate mint cookies is a bit yeah i've never tasted that uh, just just not normal chocolate <laughs> all right yeah fair enough same time i'm like what's normal chocolate mint? chocolate's just not normal <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre yeah well all right so why don't you give us a quick intro about yourself andrew Okay, so for people that didn't listen to season one, uh, my name is Andrew and I'm a mid-twenties Asian guy uh, working within the IT industry and yeah, I just started a podcast with three, well, originally it was three other friends, now now there's only two two others now because Ginny left, but it's all good, we're still having season two right now and we're slowly introducing everyone. Fair enough. So, I mean... We all, me and Jeff here, we know, you know, you did that, um, you did engineering at Unistubby with us, but uh, why don't you give us a bit of a background why you, why you picked engineering? So the reason why I picked engineering was quite interesting. It actually stems from my cousin. So my cousin, like we, I used to always go to, over to my cousin's place and he used to always build out Gundam models. So for people that don't know, they're actually transformers, like kind of like transformers, robots, those sorts of models. And one time, like I actually saw him build out this really small, um, very like colorful sort of robot, and I was super intrigued in like what sort of occupation allows me to build these sorts of robots, and that's why I chose actually like mechatronics, which is robotics. But in reality, it's very different. <laughs> um, mechatronics is a lot harder, and Gundams is just something within a cartoon. Let's put it that way, or anime for everyone who knows. But have you seen? Well, I mean, you can put it to practical use now because you, you, you actually see real life size Gundams now in Japan, right? It's true. And true. they're moving. <laughs> and they're actually yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah, that that is true. That is true. But there's only one at this point in time. Maybe, maybe, maybe I think maybe. there's two now. Is it? There's the one on Odaiba, and then there's like another one that they built, which oh, is yeah. a bigger one. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there is. It, two. It's still Odaiba, but like oh, they, okay. they just get better and better each time. Oh, it's true. It's true. Maybe, maybe we'll get a job there. Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> well, I guess it's interesting, right? Because 
you you did engineering, you did mechatronics. Um, but I guess for most people, when you think of IT, right, you don't really think of building robots and things. Um, so how'd you get into the world of IT? So mechatronics is, there's actually very heavy sort of coding um, involved. Um, and I guess that's how I got in, involved within IT, like my first flavor in terms of the programming side of things. But my full exposure was actually within my startup because when I was trying to play around with startups and build out my own kind of company, uh, I had to create my own website, you know, host my own servers, those sorts of things. And that's where I got my first exposure. And yeah, from there, then I just, I just needed a stable kind of job. And I think IT would be the most, you know, applicable to my experience. You know, to be honest, I think IT chooses us. No one ever chooses IT. Yeah, in future episodes, we're going to know that pretty much all of us are in IT. And we're all, we were all Not by choice. Yeah, not by choice. Well, that's quite interesting because I think, um, well, I guess people will find out later, but uh, for, for you and me, Jeff, but Andrew, so before you got into... IT and figuring out things of how, you know, in your startup, how IT works, how coding works, how making a website works. Um, did you, did you have an engineering, I guess, like a more engineering job before your IT job? So I did do a few internships. I did do a few internships. So one of them was at an airline and another one was within, um, so fast moving consumer goods, so FMCG. So for people that don't know, it's like practically, you know, head and shoulders, you know, uh, you know, ice creams, deodorants, all those sorts of uh, brands. Those are called FMCGs. And I actually worked inside an ice cream factory. So, yeah. That's quite, I mean, who's, I don't know who wouldn't have a dream to work in an ice cream factory, right? Yeah. Well, do they have chalk mint? (laughs) (laughs) No. Is that how it started? (laughs) No, unfortunately, they actually didn't have chalk mint. They did have unlimited ice cream for me to eat. Um, and I did have a few interesting sort of experiences inside that ice cream factory, you could say. I feel like, yeah, like ice cream factory is a really fun place to work. I feel like there'd be a lot of things going on. Like, do you, do you remember any like funny stories or weird things that happened in the factory? Like maybe someone like stealing ice cream or something? Well, like, to be honest, like it actually smells really nice, the ice cream factory. Um, just moving in there and then tasting the uh, ice cream. Uh, fresh off the production line once it gets created that's like really really nice it's like super fresh um it's a very interesting experience and i actually you know dressed up as one of the iconic characters um for ice cream (laughs) um during 40 degrees weather so so you know those um characters you see in theme parks uh, wait for ice cream. Yeah, yeah, the the, the ones with big heads. You have oh, to, you have to okay. wear like wear, the, wear the costumes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. mascots. Yeah. Yeah, the mascots. Yeah, yeah. So I was dressing up as one of those um, in forty degree weather <laughs> because Channel Nine had to come and you know say that it's sweltering weather and they're at an ice cream factory. So I was appearing within uh, partic- this particular costume, holding ice cream in my hands, walking up to a child <laughs> uh, in forty degree weather, and that was not a greatest experience because it's really hot inside well i mean yeah. it's like what companies make you know, like intern free labor make them do this yeah typical intern <laughs> experience well like i, I mean it was, it was fun the first two times but in 40 degree weather outside inside like a stuffy costume where you can't see anything with live tv 
filming you is not the best experience, I would say. First few times, so you did it more than once. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> I think the only good thing out of that is they didn't see your face. I think like that's like the only good thing I can take away from that. Yeah, it's yep. like you're on TV, but at least <laughs> they don't know it's you. Yeah, luckily, luckily. Um, but yeah, that 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 was that was something interesting I did before I got into IT, and that was when I knew that. I guess I didn't really enjoy working in a factory mm. or like like very hands-on sort of engineering. So that's when I got into more of the IT aspect. Yeah. I guess it's important, you know, having internships and having that experience that you kind of figure out what you do and what you don't like. But I think, you know, putting your hand up to say, yes, I will, I will be the one. I, like, I guess I assume there are more than one intern, but being cool to get into a mascot outfit is pretty interesting. Like that kind of makes me think, are you are you an extrovert? Like, have you done that personality test before? Oh, which which one are you talking about in particular? Uh, I think it's the Myers Briggs one. That sixteen personality test. Oh yeah, test. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I have. I actually have. Um, I think my personality was ENFJ. ENFJ. Yeah, yeah, ENFJ. Do you know what that one? Uh, I think usually when you have a personality, it will also say like if you're. Um, like a certain role I know some people it's um, they're an advocate they're a console they're the entertainer um, mediator yeah mediator that's one as well but E what was it ENFP right Jeff ENFJ mm-hmm. oh, ENFJ um, E for extrovert what's N N is intuitive mm-hmm. uh, F is feeling and J, J judge- is judgment judgment mm. I think I think from the last time I read, it was more like, sort of like, teachers, counsellors, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I can see that. That's that's kind of what they said. Like, I think it's mainly those ones. Um, overall, yeah, I, I would say th- those are the main ones. So, for ENFJ, I think uh, it stands for Extroverted Intuitive, I think. Um, feeling and judging. So yeah, that that that's the last time I took it, but it actually fluctuates between ENFJ and INFJ, uh, oh. just in general. So, so your introverted and extroverted is like very close to fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I would say I'm an ambivert. So depending on how comfortable I am with people, I talk a bit more. Mm. But usually, how I approach people is like usually I'm very quiet because I kind of scope people out before I reveal anything. Um, so yeah, like that's in general my personality, I would say. Uh, is this whenever you take the test that it's either E or I? Yeah. Oh. It, it, yeah, it switches. It switches. Interesting. Okay. Because hmm. I thought these tests were like kind of... Yeah. Usually, not set in stone, yeah. but I mean, you won't fluctuate. They don't change too much, but I guess I think it has to be very close to the 50%. Yeah. That it can fluctuate depending on when he does the test. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, yeah, it's maybe my mood at that point. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I think ENFJs from memory, it was for people that like to be, like, teachers, counsellors, those sorts of things. And ironically, it's, like, people that you sh- you sh- I should avoid becoming any sort of a programmer or anything within the <laughs> industry, which, which is very, very ironic. Um, but, yeah, like, I think I think that was in general what ENFJs are. What do you think, uh, Jeff? Does, do you reckon this makes sense? Do you reckon Andrew is a is a teacher, a counsellor? So it says here, like, okay, let's forget about 
careers, I guess, or like roles they can fit in. But I say his protagonists are natural born leaders full of passion and charisma. Oh, dude, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> that I sounds mean, so yeah. sarcastic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My face is full of genuine, genuine feelings. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Andrew started this podcast. He was the one that initiated it, right? Yeah. That's 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 what a leader does. So, like, I see the passion there, right? Um, where's the charisma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, you're right. There's no, there's no charisma. Leadership, yes. Uh, passion, yes. Uh, it also says that one of my weaknesses is that I'm too sensitive and I struggle to make tough decisions. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't think, yeah. Do leaders not have to make tough decisions? That kind of contradicts uh, itself. Well, maybe that's what makes him a good leader because uh, he struggles to make the tough decisions. And when he does, it's a good one. That's what I, I don't know. That's just kind of how I read it as. Yeah. What was the other weakness again? Uh, too sensitive. Oh, too sensitive. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say, you know, Andrew's a flower. I think he's quite... <laughs> he, can, he, can take, he can take a couple hits. Yeah, he's a... I, think, I, I feel like there's a funny story here, but... Okay, so um, there was this hike um, that was, I think, somewhere around the Blue Mountains, Katoomba area. Mm-hmm. I, I, Jeff, were, were you there for this? I don't think so. No, I was I there. No, he was yeah, there. I was okay, there. great. So you, you'll remember. Um, it was a hike where they were like doing some, some maintenance works and they blocked off the entrance, right? So they blocked the entrance with, with a fence. And you know, all these people were jumping over and going into down, down the path. Um, there was this elderly couple with some walking sticks and they went down as well. And we were like, oh, I guess it's fine. So we all, so we all jumped over. And then um, as we're going to start going down, we're like, okay, everyone's here, right? <laughs> Where was Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, was still, he was still behind the fence, just looking at us like... <laughs> I, was, I was admiring the view <laughs> from the top. <laughs> Taking in, uh, making sure, you know, all, all safety is... Yep. adhere to yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just making sure that if anything did go wrong there was someone at the top to guide them down that path yeah know? exactly <laughs> you know first responders oh, they, they yeah, need someone yeah. to, to tell you know yeah uh, see just very yeah. very careful yeah yeah <laughs> but it, uh, all in all I, I had a fun time on that hike that was fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except for someone <laughs> oh no yeah we were at the we, we reached the bottom and it was like this waterfall and it was a lake and all that yeah we enjoy our view i think we started eating as well yeah. we're like i feel like we're missing someone <laughs> it's like oh wait Angie's still up there oh we should gosh. quickly finish eating go back up <laughs> i was everyone i remember that and i was like yeah we we, we should wrap things up here, you know <laughs> yeah. i think we've been gone for a little while now we enjoyed ourselves too much and forgot <laughs> no it was okay it was okay i was, I was just watching seeing the view from the top <laughs> yeah oh. we went through that again <laughs> But yeah, maybe, you know, I don't know if that's a weakness. Maybe that's a strength as well. It is. No, yeah. I, yeah, I admire that. Like, to make, to make that tough decision to stay safe and not join your friends. Yeah, I feel like that's, it's, it's a very uh, tough line to yeah. cross. Oh, no, sorry. I should say not to give in to peer pressure yeah. and to stick to what you value the most, which is your own safety, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that was kind of where I was coming from. Yeah, which is fine. So yeah. yeah, it's very charismatic, actually. Is it? Oh, I guess it is. It's yeah. very like uh, inspiring to those who would be like fairly who would f- succumb fairly quite easily to peer pressure. Exactly. It's like a strong, 
a strong stance, yeah. a strong value. Well, I was supposed to roast Andrew, but now we just yeah. <laughs> from this story. Oh, no, thank I you, thought, thank you. I thought we did the roast thing already, so I was like, we're gonna balance it a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we talked about your strengths in terms of your personality. Um, now for weaknesses, it says here, ENFJ struggles to make tough decisions, and the way I looked at it is that struggling to make tough decisions means you're not a risk taker and i feel that as well like just from knowing you over the past these over the past years i don't think you're much of a risk taker um but you also want to be an entrepreneur <laughs> so how does that work that's a good question so um i think i think for me it really stems from it really stems from whether i have the correct vision for whatever i want to do right is when i'll actually take that risk i mean for, for the things that you probably see me that i'm a less of a risk taker it's because they don't matter to me as much right like i've like for example the hiking one i value safety a lot more than just seeing that view i can see a view right now at the top right i've attained what i needed um that's that's one example another example is like you know like wait so so let me ask you like actually like what particular events made you think that I'm not as much of a risk taker? Like, just, just for me to understand where your viewpoints are coming from. Okay. Can I talk about the road trip we were supposed to have? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, oh. that, yeah, 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 you can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were organizing that trip, right? And that lady, Airbnb lady, needed your driver license and yeah. something else. Yeah. And you didn't want to take that risk. You're like, yeah. oh, it's not worth it. And then the whole trip got cancelled. Yeah, okay, so, so so to give context, right, Airbnb doesn't require you, firstly, to give you those particular details. So that was already very off. And secondly, working in cybersecurity, I understand identity theft is a real thing. Um, so it's just based off my experience. Um, that's why I was not comfortable giving out those particular details because it's very easily you can have all that information stolen and, you know, that they can practically use your driver's license to do other other stuff that is usually supposed to be authorized only, right? And that's that's where I was coming from in that perspective. Mm, okay, makes sense actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes sense, I guess. But it's just on 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 average, maybe uh, not everyone has that sort of um, mentality where you're thinking very ahead, you're thinking very goal orientated. Most people just think in like the present days, like oh, we need to. Um, give them a driver's license so we can get the accommodation whatever like trust goodwill we're just gonna do it just to get it yeah. and it's done yeah. whereas Andrew is like thinking more um long term maybe like what 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 are the consequences what could happen but because that that thought is not so common everyone's just like what the heck what is this uh this? I don't know yeah, yeah. Like, is it, like it sounds like it but it's not I, it, I guess it's not really um at the same time yeah, I do wish we could have went on that road trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll plan. I'll, I'll plan another one, <laughs> and, and we'll make sure um, someone else gives the driver's license. <laughs> yeah, true. So yeah, so I, I guess those are the main main events that made you think that I was a lot more risk averse. Uh, for me, I feel like it's not main events that have done it. It's just like over the course mm. of time of knowing you, mm. kind of judging what you would generally do in certain situations. It gives off that kind of that vibe. Uh, okay. Mm, mm. Yep. Yeah. You yep. are. You are. 
averse yeah risk averse yep. yep yeah yeah like if i was to think of the other way right were there any yolo moments from andrew i don't think i could name any it's all very planned out right everything that andrew does is very well planned out yeah i feel like our group isn't that yolo to begin with anyway that's true yeah but the spontaneous things that we do right i just well, can't think of any for andrew this is why i'm saying he's not uh, very risk yeah. i mean um i remember when we were in university and we were doing new year's eve celebrations we got together like a bunch of sparklers to make like a big sparkler thing and andrew didn't stop us so i mean guess that was fine then uh, if you think about it well, he, I bet he checked the weather and he checked, he checked for near, nearby um, water sources. Water <laughs> he knew, yep, there's enough water to put out that fire. I'll let you guys go ahead. Well, to, to be fair, I was risk averse enough to not be heavily involved, but not enough to stop you guys. <laughs> yeah. He stood back, so he had no responsibility if something bad happened. <laughs> but yeah, so th- I would say that's like, even though you might say I'm risk averse for me like I kind of think of it in terms of like I would I would need a particular set of information before I take action that's true um but it really depends on the amount of information I wouldn't have a lot I'd rather try it out first um and then iterate and change how I do from there mm. it's kind of how I see it um but I'll try to get as much information as I can and another thing is like for example that Airbnb trip that was also because I've been scammed before with my information. Oh. Right? So it's based off my own experience, which is why I'm very sensitive towards those sorts of things. Right? Yeah. Um, and also working in cybersecurity before, I can see that it can be really bad. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So from your perspective then, what risks have you taken? So, well, I mean, I guess doing this podcast is a risk, right? Exposing myself, uh, just normally, you know, doing the startup, just trying that out, right? Go on an exchange, a foreign country all by myself for a whole year. Th- those in one sense at that point in time would be regarded as risks. And even right now, like I'm looking into changing a full career kind of thing. So that, that in one sense is also a risk. Um, I feel like this would be quite interesting for other people, but why don't you tell us a bit about your startup? Like what was it? What was it about? So my startup initially was called My Travel Bees. Um, so what what the initial target was practically... Wait, hold on. My Travel Bees. How do yeah. you... So My tra- B, like B-E-E-S, B... Like B-E-E-S, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that was the initial, initial... The initial concept was to have, have people from overseas uh, ship back items to Australia. So for example, there might be a limited edition you know, Kit Kats or limited edition sort of uh, items that you can only purchase in person within a particular country. And you would have those people in those particular countries ship them back to Australia. So we did that for around a year. And like I realized that it was too hard because the logistics in Australia was just too, um, it was too, too expensive. You, there, there was no way, it was very hard to earn a margin or like yeah, earn money. In, in one sense like we did get a few customers that did you know um you know request that there were items that were requested from like japanese inks to like um american like you know gears oh. and all the motor parts right um that you can only purchase in america so we, we we did actually see a few customers interested but 
in terms of logistics it was just way too hard um to do it so that's why we didn't we didn't pursue it any any further so, mm, yeah. mm. i think that idea is ahead of its time because like po- um post pandemic now i mean during pandemic these proxy services has sprung up a lot i think mm, yeah yeah it definitely has uh but like yeah even even back then i would say if i was to do it now i'd probably craft the, out the vision even more like uh, like initially because i think it was also a lack of vision as we slowly pivoted that uh, that made the startup not succeed in one sense but it was it was a learning uh, i would say and it was good yeah because yeah. it allowed me to think from both implementation and business perspective yeah it's like a trying to make an Australian like Alibaba or Amazon because <laughs> like, I feel like this is very like import you know import based yeah business yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. so tying everything back you've done a startup you've done internship at a factory uh, you study mechatronics engineering um, now you're doing a podcast as well so oh and also you work at an IT industry now uh, they're all kind of different I guess in a way um, how does this all tie back into entrepreneurship? Is that your goal? So uh, that is definitely my goal. Like, if if possible, I do want to tap into a lot more of the startup entrepreneurship space. Um, the current reason why I'm still within the IT industry and like doing all these other sorts of side projects is so that I can gain the experience in terms of you know, for example, managing the podcast like from end to end from the marketing to also like the production that sort of thing and then for the it industry it's more like how do i build products how do i build tech products um i think i like the fact that i could control my time and um yeah that's that's probably what i value from that overall entrepreneurship control my time and also just the fact that like i feel like entrepreneurship allows you to make a big impact if it is very successful um what impact so in fact, yeah, okay. So, so in fact, in terms of like affecting people's lives, right? Um, rather than solving one bug or two bugs within a system that minimal people use or only for edge cases, like it would be how I'm thinking of it is more towards like I'm addressing actual users. I can actually see them, their faces light up, you know, how it can actually save their time you know help them in their own daily lives i think uh, yeah i feel like entrepreneurship is getting a lot more popular these days like all the things andrew just mentioned about having control of your time uh being able to make a bigger impact on people um it's just yeah it's a, it's like very it's very fulfilling right it feels a lot more fulfilling than just doing your nine to five for someone else mm-hmm. someone else's company making them x amount of money uh whereas your effort and contributions although it's a lot harder to start your own business, whatever it is, would be a lot more uh, satisfying, I think. Yeah, changing the lives of people, that impact, as you said, yeah. It's very nice. How I see it as well is just like, the results that you get from doing your own business is dependent on the amount of effort that you have within that business. Like you have a higher chance of getting more positive results or even like a higher compensation if you work harder. Whereas when you're working a nine to five, your salary is set no matter like in, in one sense. And like, no matter how hard you work, there's all these other, um, you know, circumstances and factors that you can't take into account that will affect. Yeah. Po- like politics, you know, office politics, right. That's, that's the primary one, for example, or like even organizational changes 
um, so many, so many um, different ways with which people value it. So, yeah. All right, everyone. So I feel like we've gotten a bit more of an idea about uh, about oh, one of our bananas, Andrew. Uh, we know that he's an extrovert, but can sometimes be an introvert. He's got uh, the entrepreneuristic uh, mindset. He just thinks ahead, unlike the rest of us. <laughs> and yeah, well, we hope that you'll join us for the rest of this series as we continue to explore uh, the other two remaining bananas. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't, for- don't forget to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast streaming platform. New episodes out every week. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Catch you guys in the next one. See ya. Bye.